Just as my blueberry bushes require pruning each winter to bear more fruit, so do our ministries. We must be willing to reflect on the past and make resolutions for the future if our ministry is going to continue to grow and bear fruit. Welcome to the Women's Ministry Toolbox Podcast. I'm Cindy Owenby. I'm a seasoned women's ministry leader, the founder of Women's Ministry Toolbox, and the author of Rethinking Women's Ministry. This is the place where women serving on the women's ministry team in their local church find hope and inspiration for building a flourishing, Christ-focused women's ministry. Before we dive into today's topic of ministry reflections and resolutions for your new year, I want to give you a bit of a programming update. This will be the last new podcast episode until sometime in January. I'm looking forward to taking the time to celebrate the holidays with our family. I'm also hoping to use a little bit of extra time to work on some new ministry resources for you. I'll be posting replays from now until I return. The end of the year lends itself to taking time to reflect on the successes, challenges, and disappointments of the last ministry year. It benefits the entire team when we celebrate our successes and make note of areas of improvement. Before you jump into planning your next event, I want to encourage you to schedule time for ministry reflections and resolutions. Let's start by talking about reflections. How you organize your reflection time can be almost as important as your reflections. If you're the team leader, you'll want to take great care to direct the conversation so it's productive and not destructive. Carefully frame your questions so your team members aren't making personal attacks on one another and be ready to step in if necessary. You may be wondering, how can you collect responses in the least painful manner possible? You could allow women to answer their responses anonymously. Anonymous responses often provide the most honest answers, but the level of honesty sometimes is presented without a filter. And if answers are anonymous, you're unable to respond one-on-one -on -one to concerns that are mentioned or answer questions someone has. You have to bring them in front of the whole team if you feel it needs to be addressed. If you require that people put their name on or share the responses out loud, well, that means people can't hide from their comments. Those that are willing to be transparent will usually do so in a kind, kinder, gentler manner. Some people, they won't answer honestly because they're uncomfortable sharing their true opinion with you or with the team. It may be that they want to avoid confrontation or they're worried about hurting someone's feelings or they may just not want to deal with the possible fallout of a negative comment. However, when you do share responses publicly or with a name on it, you can address those concerns and questions one-on-one. -on -one. There's pros and cons certainly to weigh. Logic would say we're all adults and especially within the church, we should be willing and able to bring our concerns to one another. Unfortunately, that's not always the case. I suspect almost every one of us has been hurt by someone in the church. Some folks have been hurt so badly or so many times that they'll no longer put themselves in a position where they can be hurt. Time can help women process their responses 
so they aren't as harsh as they may be if they were asked to respond on the spot. I'd encourage you to send out your reflection questions to your team with a note to prayerfully respond within a week's time if you want them to give you feedback that way. If you want anonymous responses, you could create an online survey for them to complete. And if you want your team to personally share their answers with the whole group, encourage them to write down their thoughts before your meeting. That will help them process through things and maybe allow some of them the opportunity to soften them up a bit. I like to keep the number of questions I ask small. Women are busy and they may not answer a long survey. Broader questions allow the Holy Spirit to direct their thoughts rather than possibly unintentionally leading them to an answer you might really hope to hear. Here are three questions you may want to consider using. If you don't catch them the first time through, remember, you'll find them in the show notes on the Women's Ministry Toolbox blog. Question number one, what is our women's ministry team doing that you feel God wants us to continue doing? Number two, what do you think God is asking our women's ministry team to start doing that we are not doing? And number three, what do you sense God is bringing to an end or asking us to stop doing? Before we transition to resolutions, let's chat for a moment about constructive criticism. This is an area where God has done a lot of work in me. Throughout school, I despised constructive criticism. My brain would shut down and I would fixate on that first negative comment. I was a perfectionist and I honestly did not see the value in refinement. All I experienced was pain, not growth. As I've matured spiritually, it's gotten better. I still don't like being called out, do any of us, but I know now it's a necessary part of growing as a Christian. Proverbs 27, 17 in the CEV says, just as iron sharpens iron, friends sharpen the minds of each other. Dull knives are not as effective as sharp knives. If we want our ministry and our leaders to be the most effective, some sharpening is going to have to take place. Personally, I receive constructive criticism best from people who know me well. They know my heart and I know theirs. I know they're not trying to hurt me, but to push me to be better. That's not to say it doesn't hurt. Sometimes it really hurts. But when I remember to take that feedback to the Lord and pray about it, I can see more clearly where change might be needed. Here are two more verses that may be helpful for you or for you to share with a team member that struggles with receiving constructive criticism. Proverbs 12, 15 in the ESV says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. And Proverbs 15, 31 through 32, also ESV says, The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. Do you feel overwhelmed by the thought of planning a large event? Have you ever forgotten an important event detail? Are your events feeling tired and need a refresh? I've said yes to every one of those questions too. Planning great women's ministry events is much more work than most people realize, and it's why I created the Women's Ministry Event Planning Course. 
As a women's ministry leader with over 20 years of experience, I've had the opportunity to plan lots of events of various sizes. I've pulled together all of my best resources, forms, and advice for you in this comprehensive course. Great women's ministry events don't just happen. They take intentional planning and preparation. Discover event planning techniques and secrets that will allow you and your team to execute an event with excellence. From monthly meetings to retreats and conferences, you'll discover tips and ideas that will bless your planning team and the women that attend. You'll find the Women's Ministry Event Planning course at womensministrytraining.com. Reflections are most helpful when the feedback is prayerfully applied to future ministry efforts. After your team has had the opportunity to process the group's reflections, you may want to make a list of resolutions. New Year's resolutions often fall short because, let's be honest, a lack of motivation. You may be motivated on January 1st to stop eating chocolate or lose 20 pounds, but as time progresses, most of us return to our old eating habits. However, if your doctor said it was a matter of life or death and told you to stop eating sugar or lose 20 pounds, the consequence may frighten you into action. Now, I don't want you to frighten your women into action, although eternity hangs in the balance for the souls of your women. Instead, lovingly convince your team members to take action. It's easy to keep doing what you've been doing, especially if your efforts have been mostly successful. Why change? We don't want a mediocre ministry. We want a ministry that changes the lives of our women. We want to see women walking in freedom, sharing Christ with others, growing in godliness and living their lives boldly for Christ. No doubt there are a few things your team could do better. It may be obvious after reflections which resolutions need to be made. Maybe your team will resolve to never, ever host an event on the night of the high school homecoming football game. Maybe the response to an event was so overwhelming that you resolved to increase capacity or offer the event twice. Maybe your retreat speaker didn't open the Bible but a couple of times all weekend, and you know you need to seek out a speaker that will dig deeper into God's Word. In addition to specific changes God is leading your team to make, it may be helpful to think more broadly too. What resolutions does your team need to make related to prayer, planning, and people? This could be as simple as writing those three words on a dry erase board, prayer, planning, and people, and asking them to share ideas for each one. Or maybe ask it another way. How does God want our team to pray better? Or how does God want us to level up or refine our prayers? Does he want your team to spend more time praying for the women in your church by name? Do you need to add time for tables to share prayer requests with each other? Does your team want to commit to a prayer challenge? Check out my 21 prayers for women in the church if God grabbed your attention when I asked that question. It's a free download. I'll link to it in the show notes. No doubt your team will think of some great prayer resolutions. Planning resolutions. How does God want our team to plan better? Maybe your team will decide to commit to scheduling your ministry calendar for the next six months or the year. 
Maybe God is leading your team to distinguish clear roles and responsibilities. Maybe a little more organization would decrease the stress level of your team. And lastly, how does God want your team to reach people better or reach more people? Maybe God's laid on your heart the need for encouraging connections outside of clicks. Maybe expanding your team to include more women would add new voices and a perspective to your plans that's needed. Perhaps it's just as simple as more clearly communicating that you want your women to bring guests to every women's ministry event. Maybe this is the year you resolve to train your leaders at every meeting. Check out the quarterly leadership trainings I've written with Christ to All. I'll put a link in the show notes. I've made it super easy for you. Maybe this is the year you'll resolve to reach the younger women in your church or the older women in your church that aren't coming. Maybe this will be the year that you resolve to have monthly team meetings. I don't know what God has planned for your ministry next year, but I believe he wants your ministry to grow and flourish. Just as my blueberry bushes require pruning each winter to bear more fruit, so do our ministries. We must be willing to reflect on the past and make resolutions for the future if our ministry is going to continue to grow and bear fruit. Here are today's toolbox tasks. Prayerfully consider how you and your team will take time for ministry reflections and resolutions. And number two, take action to make it happen. Lord, we ask you to give us discernment and wisdom as we reflect on this past ministry year and make resolutions for the next. Help us to serve and love our women well. May our ministry glorify and honor you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Women's Ministry Toolbox Podcast. Leading in women's ministry can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. You'll find support and ideas you can use in the Women's Ministry Toolbox Community Facebook group. We would love for you to join us. Search for us on Facebook or visit womensministrytoolbox.com slash groups to access the link. May the grace of God carry you through difficult ministry seasons. May He direct your steps as you seek to make Him known, and may your love for the Lord be apparent to every woman you serve.